Hey there, this is Andrew, and I'm going to talk you through the Keyforge Dark Tidings spoilers that we have so far. So, um, this is, I'm recording on February 8th. We might get more spoilers before release, but uh, I was talking with a friend the other day about the fact that uh, it seems like we're light on spoilers right now, which is a good, I mean, it's a good way to be. Uh, you know, with Worlds Collide, we had the target release uh, that happened earlier than it was supposed to. And with Mass Mutation, it got released in, uh, in China before it got released in the U.S., so we were kind of looking over there. Um, <clears throat> so here we, we really might get kind of a, some release day surprises like we did with AOA. Um, and yeah, that would be really exciting. I, I would I would like that. So um, I, it's bad for uh, for the Crucible Online because they don't get a chance to to implement everything before. But hopefully, there's enough spoilers they can see some of the broad mechanics that are coming in. Um, and then sites like uh, like Archon, Arcana, and Decks of Keyforge should be able to have some of their tools up pretty quickly. Um, they have no obligation, of course. They're just being nice to the community. But, but uh, you know, being able to just display a, a deck is is not that crazy typically. Although we'll we'll see how it works with evil twins. I'm I'm guessing the API is going to change. Anyway, that's kind of off in a, on a tangent. So, uh, if you've been hiding in a hole, <clears throat> which you you might have been for the last year, and I I couldn't blame you, uh, then. <clears throat> then you might not know that Dees is not in this set. So it's the same houses as we're in Mass Mutation, except no Dees, and we get this new house, Unfathomable, dead. So we have Logo, Sanctum, Arian, Shadows, Star Alliance, Unfathomable, and Untamed. And there is a one, one of the new mechanics in the set is the Tide. So there's going to be this card that will come in every Dark Tidings deck so every pack will come with 38 cards now 36 that are the deck one deck list and then a tide tracker card and the tide is either neutral that's how it starts or high and low and if it's high for one player it's low for the other so uh and that has no inherent effect but it uh many cards in dark tidings will refer to it so uh, one of the interesting things is just going to be seeing in matchups between Dark Tidings is the uh, is the high tide, low tide going to be you know something that is a constant back and forth and and is worth spending so spending three chains for because there's an omni ability if if the tide is low for you then there's a, an omni ability that you have to raise the tide and gain three chains uh, or <clears throat> Is it going to be a little more, um, you know, where it stays one way for a while and people don't care so much? Uh, will it will it vary by deck? Are there going to be some decks that don't care very much and some decks that care a lot? Kind of like in Mass Mutation, there were some decks that really doubled down on mutants and some that kind of really hate uh, some that just didn't care very much. Um, yeah, and then in matchups against other decks from other sets, it's going to be uh, really critical. 
and and I think yeah, that's that's what I'm most interested in because um, if you know, my non-dark tidings decks some have to play very differently dark tidings, that's probably a good thing, but but it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Okay, so with that said, let's get into the cards. Uh, all right, so we'll start with oh, and and of course the other like crazy mechanic that we know about is this evil twin stuff. And this is not uh, evil twin is not a game mechanic so much as it is an algorithm and and deck production mechanic. So uh, some num number of decks uh, for every deck that gets made, there's a chance that there will also be an evil twin version of it that gets created. And the evil twin version of the deck will have the same name and the same card list, but many of the creatures will be switched out for the evil twin version of the creature. And so for some of these creatures, we're going to get to see both the good and evil twin version of the creatures. The only cards that I have, the only, and I think this only applies to creatures, so your actions and whatnot are going to be the same. And so far, we have not seen evil twin versions of any uh, of any returning creatures. That is to say, any creatures that that have been in previous sets. So it seems like maybe the evil twin creatures are are restricted to new creatures that are coming out, and maybe not all of those will have evil twins. But we just don't know. I'm speculating. <clears throat> you know, we'll see how it turns out. So, all right. With that said. Armadrone is a three power, we don't know how much armor, uh, robot in Logos. And the, well, the, the evil twin version is three power anyway. And it has fight seal too. Uh, that's cool. That's like a, I assume it has a lot of armor, which kind of make up for the lack of skirmish compared to Batdrone. Um, but fight seal too is a great effect. That's, that's amazing. Captain Crease we have both versions here. So the uh, the good version <clears throat> is a six power cyborg that says while you control another creature with elusive ta uh, taunt, poison, or skirmish, Captain Crease gains that keyword. Um, that's really cool. So it can become a really interesting creature. Now, without another effect or like an upgrade giving it another effect, you know, I, I don't get that excited about having these effects. Although six power skirmish is solid um you know so, so it's not bad but um <clears throat> i don't just automatically get excited about these the evil twin version is same power but it says all creatures lose elusive taunt poison and skirmish so in the evil twin version here would win out because it would just be wiping off those uh, keywords from everything which would mean non-evil twin would just not have it so um you know, in that matchup, they just both end up being power bodies. Um, Old Egad is a three-power creature and it has a destroyed ability. That's all we really know. Yeah, Swevin is another one I thought we had. Oh, I guess we don't have both sides. Okay, so we just have the evil twin version. The evil twin version of P.I. Swevin, and I think this is P.I. Uh, as in private investigator. The theming would confirm that. So P.I. Swevin is a, a two-power human scientist, at least the evil twin version is a two-power human scientist. With Reap, if the tide is high, your opponent discards a random card from their hand. 
And you'll notice there's this little symbol uh, next to reap, and it seems like maybe for creatures that care about the tide, they'll have that symbol next to the ability, which is nice. Tide Warp is an artifact with a bonus amber. That's uh, It's a power, and it says, at the start of your turn, if the tide is high, your opponent raises the tide. Otherwise, you raise the tide. And uh, that is an intriguing result. Very interesting. Binary Moray, uh, we just have the good version here. It's a five-power AI beast, and it says, after you raise the tide, ready it. And after your opponent raises the tide, exhaust it. That's interesting. Oh, and it has Reap Archive a card. And the last Logos card we have here spoiled is Forgive or Forget, which is an action that says play, choose one, archive two cards of different types from your discard pile, or purge up to two cards from each discard pile. So that's interesting. I think the archive two cards of different types from your discard pile seems to be like a pretty powerful effect. Uh, but if it's not what you want, then purging is good too. And sometimes that might be more powerful, especially you know depending on what you're facing. If your opponent has two controls of the week in the, their discard pile, uh, purging them is, is great. All right, on to Sanctum. First card we see is uh, Larry of the Lake, which I'm not sure. It seems like it could be a reference to Lady of the Lake, um, I, but I don't know if if Larry in this if it, if it has a specific meaning, I don't know, Gaelic or something like that. But uh, anyway, Larry of the Lake is a card. It's a, The good version is a three-power human knight that says, while the tide is high, each friendly creature gets plus two armor. And the evil twin version is also three-power, but says, while the tide is high, Larry of the Lake gets plus five armor. So the evil twin version just gives itself the armor instead of giving other creatures armor. Uh, that... Here I like the, the good version better, but maybe it'll depend on the situation, but I think I like it better. And uh, Seneschal Sargassa, the, the evil twin version is six is a six-power spirit knight, but we don't know anything more about it. And Dry the River is a, an artifact and a power, and it says each creature gains while the tide is low, this creature cannot reap. That is, <clears throat> that's really interesting. Um, so it's a two-way effect, and obviously if this is in play, then it's, it's very likely that it's that tied to, to get anywhere, you know, um, or at least you, know, you don't want it to be low for you. <clears throat> That's bad. Harmonic Ritual is an action with a bonus hammer that says play, choose a friendly creature. If its left neighbor shares a house with it, gain one and repeat this effect on that creature. Uh, and so that could keep going. If you have 12 creatures in a row of the same house, boom, 12 amber, uh, 13 one on the card. So that could be pretty cool. Clarial Orgelus is a five power, two armor, oh, Lightsmith Clarial. Ah, Orhalus. Um, yeah, five power, two armor, Angel. And uh, it says, before fight, you may swap the power and armor values of Lightsmith Clarial for the remainder of the turn. Okay, that's interesting. <clears throat> Trial by Water is an action with a bonus amber. It says, play, raise the tide, uh, or reset the tide, which 
turn it back to neutral. And then until the start of your next turn, players cannot raise the tide. Uh, that's an interesting, hey, no, we're, we're turning this off for now uh, mechanic. Uh, Bulwark, the mutant version, is back. It's a four power mutant knight with one armor, assault two, and it gives neighbors assault two. That's pretty cool. Marshall Ewer is a four power spirit knight with two armor and play fight, raise the tide. That's a common, so you're going to see that a lot. The trial by water, that's a rare, but uh, I think we're going to see some commons that do say raise the tide, so it won't always be a, you know where you're having to spend those chains to do it. Um, I imagine there's going to be a lot of doing cards um, <clears throat> with card effects. Having it on play and then also on fight seems pretty good. Packed Pilgrimage is an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, a friendly creature captures one amber. And then each neighbor of that creature that shares a house with it also captures one. So potentially captures. That's pretty cool. All right. On to Sarian. We have Sensor Philo. This is the evil twin version. And uh, we just know it does something to a creature with an amber. But we, we have the good version, which is a five-power dinosaur politician that says Sensor Philo cannot be damaged by creatures with amber on them. And since the evil twin versions seem to be often kind of an, an opposite effect, uh, I wonder if the evil twin version does damage to creatures with to a creature with amber on it or something like that. Eclectic Ambrosius is a four-power, the, the evil twin version anyway, is a four-power dinosaur. It has reap. Put an ignorance counter on an enemy creature. As long as that creature has an ignorance counter, its text box is considered blank except for traits. Has a super strong effect. I mean, that's a really good effect. And the ability to do it again, uh, you know, if you just reap again and again, is great. I think this is kind of on par with Dilophosaurus, where it's just killed pretty quickly. Uh, but it's, I mean, so great. Uh, okay. Then we have Undignathus. The good version is a 12-power beast that says while the tide is low, it deals no damage when fighting. So it deals full damage if the tide is high, but no damage if the tide is low. And the evil twin version is uh, similar, but it says while the tide is low, you double all damage dealt to it. So it, it takes double damage. And then uh, we have Charybdis and Scylla back from... Mass Mutation, that's great. I love them. I, I love the theme. I love the, yeah. Very happy those are back. And then I see Sarian Ship. Sarian Ship is, uh, and by the way, this is a, it's a location, or not a location, it's an artifact and it's a ship. There are two other houses we're going to see that get a ship, and I wonder if it's a thing where every house is going to get a ship. Not guaranteed, but... Uh, there is definitely a tie-in between the ships. So this one uh, is the, the Saurian one. It has action exhaust up to five friendly Saurian creatures. For each creature exhausted this way, deal one damage to each enemy creature. Um, questionable, sometimes that won't be good, but sometimes it will be really good. So uh, seems interesting Berry Riches is an action that says, if play if the tide is high, move one amber from each creature to its controller's pool, otherwise raise the tide. 
you can see that would be really powerful if you have, you know, Sarian tends to have all these capture and exalt effects. Getting to just move uh, a lot of that amber back to your pool seems really good. And then the last one we have here is Trojan Sauropod, which is an artifact with a bonus amber. It's an item. And this is a very funny effect. It enters play under your opponent's control. Not that we haven't seen that ever uh, before in Keyforge. There are um, there's at least one creature that does that. Uh, Skelly Keeper was that way. But this is the first artifact to do it. And the, the effect is so cool because it's, it's good, right? It's Omni, gain three amber. Well, that seems good. Your opponent reveals their hand and puts each creature from it into play ready, then refills their hand as if it were their draw card step, destroy Trojan Sauropod. Uh, so it has a potential your opponent can get three. But they might put you in a really good situation. So... Um, now, if you play this against me, what I'm probably going to try to do is set up a situation where I can trigger it on a turn that I have a board wipe in my hand. So it's going to put your creatures on the board and then I can blow them up. That'd be ideal for me, but, uh, but, but I would also be tempted to trip it to get into check for key three because checking for key three is really good. So, um, but otherwise, I would probably let it sit there until the, until the right moment. Captain, okay, on to Shadows. Uh, let's look at the good version of Captain Nobeard first. The good version is a three-power elf thief, and it, each of its neighbors gets taunt, and it has recapture one. That's, that's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> the evil twin version is six-power, has taunt itself, and has destroyed each of its neighbors captures one. So uh, if he's in good mode, he has yeah, bodyguards protecting him while he's capturing. If he's in evil mode, it's big and he's now protecting everybody else. And when he dies, they capture. So that's that's interesting. Three Booter Fay is of uh, the evil twin version anyway. Uh, is a four power elf thief with play raise the tide and before fight if the tide is high. Something one amber. We don't know if it's gain or steal. Okay, it could be capture. Uh, but I kind of doubt it's capture because poor fight on a four power yet yeah, doesn't seem great. Hard Simpson is a four power elf thief. Oh, the, the evil twin version anyway is a four power elf thief with reap if the tide is high. A damaged creature captures one from its own side. That's interesting. The good version is elusive and says that after it's dealt damage, you steal one amber, but if the tide is low, your opponent steals one instead. So that, that seems like kind of a liability. There's a sea urchin, and the good version has uh, one power. It's an aquan thief, and it has poison, and it says play, capture one amber. If the tide is high, steal one instead. Um, so tide is high, this just becomes very similar to good old-fashioned urchin, but uh, instead of elusive, it has poison. That seems great. The tide's low, not so great. And the evil twin version uh, is very similar, but just doesn't have poison, and uh, it captures or steals two instead of one, which is fantastic. Play steal two is really, really good. Uh, probably worth taking three chains. 
Archon's Revenge is an artifact and ship, and it has action exhaust up to two friendly shadows creatures. For each creature exhausted this way, steal one amber. That's really good. I mean, if you have two sea urchins on the board that your opponent doesn't want to deal with because they have poison, boom, just uh, use the Archon's Revenge. All right, and then, then last we have Jackie Tar, who's a two-power elf thief with Elusive and Reap. Deal one damage to a creature. If the tide is high, deal six damage instead. Uh, dealing six damage is great. Okay, Star Alliance. Rocketeer Triska is a four-power human with Skirmish and says while the tide is high, Rocketeer Triska enters play ready. Very nice. Scott is a two-power robot with Reap ready and use another friendly creature with the same power as Scott. You may give Scott a plus one power counter or remove a plus one power counter from Scott. So with six on the board, he can get bigger and you get to uh, cheat, use out of house, which is great. Uh, I certainly want to kill it early. Beast Forge is an artifact with a bonus amber. It's a law. When you play it, you put two time counters on it. And it says players can't forge keys. At the start of your turn, remove a time counter from the artifact and then destroy it if there are no time counters on it. So basically, um, at the... Oh, and it's nice that it's at the start of your turn. So um, I play it on turn... You know, I play it on turn one. Turn, you know, turn two, take off a counter. Turn three, take off a counter. During that whole time, nobody could forge. But at the start of my turn three, I take off the counter and then destroy it, and then uh, and then could. So um, that seems great. Okay, Bathos is a uh, it's an upgrade, and it says that when the tide is high, this creature gets skirmish, and when it's low, this creature gets elusive, and uh, it. Sounds cool until you realize it's just way worse than Ring of Ability, and it doesn't even have an Amber. So I guess it's in Star Alliance, so it doesn't have to be as good, but what a bummer. Sabotage Mission is an action with a bonus Amber, and it says during your opponent's next turn, keys cost plus one for each different power value of friendly creatures. So if you have a three, two fives, and a six, that's three different power values. Your opponent's keys cost plus three. Ambervac is an upgrade that says play raise the tide, and this creature gains at the start of your turn. If the tide is high, capture two. Um, that's pretty cool. And again, there's a, a you know play raise the tide. Um, okay, Lieutenant Valmart is a three power alien scientist with play fight reap. If the tide is high, keys cost plus three during your opponent's next turn. So Star Alliance keeping that play fight reap vibe. All right, and now we have, uh, we're gonna get to Untamed last, but really quick, we have some, some Unfathomed cards that have been spoiled, and uh, so that's pretty fun. These, these are the new house, and so we're kind of looking at what they're, uh, you know, what, what do they have to offer? So Horrid Sinan is a two-power beast with poison and taunt. Um, that's cool. Kalp, is, uh, the evil twin version, is a seven power Aquan. And we really don't know more than that. 
I mean, it has some text. Uh, there's a good version of Kalp in here too, yeah. Kalp, uh, the good version is a two power Aquan that says your opponent cannot play more than one card of each card type each turn. Um, that's a pretty strong effect, essentially. Uh, Taniwa, uh, there is a good version, which is an eight power beast. I mean, it doesn't look that friendly, uh, but it's an eight power beast with two armor. And it has fight, reap, destroy a friendly creature, and gain an amber. Very interesting. And then uh, the evil version is a four power beast with one armor. And fight, reap, put a creature from your discard pile on top of your deck. So interesting that the evil twin version is the one that's restoring the creatures. Uh, Tom Waugh of the Glow is a three power aquan with reap if the tide is high, exhaust an enemy creature and your opponent discards a random card from their hands. So if the tide is high, it's like a uh, it's like a toxin, but better. But if the tide's low, it's just a three power body. Omnipus is an eight power beast that can't fight. When you play it, you discard the top cards of your, the top eight cards of your deck, and you play each tentacle from your discard pile one at a time. When it reaps, you gain an amber for each friendly tentacle. I don't, I have not seen this tentacle thing, so uh, that'll be very interesting what exactly that is. Sounds similar, you know, to like, it'll probably be a special rare, and I, I have to think there must be at least two of them, probably more. Eight, I mean, that'd take a whole, take up your whole house. Um, but, uh, but you must get some, and anyway, yeah, I, I'm reminded of, uh, who is it, um, Ortanu, yeah, Ortanu who gets the chains. All right, Killagog's Trench, it's an artifact, it's a location, and it says at the end of your turn, place a depth counter on Killagog's Trench, then destroy each creature with power equal to the number of depth counters on Killagog's Trench, so, uh, Play it, turn one, on turn, let's call it turn one. Turn two, you're gonna put one counter on it, kill all power one creatures. Turn three, you're gonna put another power counter on it. Now you have two, you're gonna kill all creatures with power two. This is not a problem from a counter perspective because you have this artifact that only has one kind of counter on it, so you can throw anything token box on there, right? The ignorance counters for evil, eclectic, ambrosius, that's gonna be more interesting. And unlike Doom, where you can only have one there can only be one Doom token in the game at a time uh, so far. Here you can have multiple ignorance. How that works out, um, it's like going to be a common thing like, like Ward and uh, Enrage are, or if um, it's kind of a, a one-off thing. I don't know. But for Kilogog's Trench, no big deal because you're, uh, you know, put whatever counter on there and uh, just how many things are there. All right, so this one, it, uh, we don't know exactly for sure how the name is going to end up in English, but uh, someone guessed it'd probably be something like Sobog's Thing or Curiosity, and it's uh, it's an artifact with an amber, and it says that after your opponent forges a key, exhaust each creature they control. Um, that is interesting because it's going to happen at the start of their turn. They start the turn, 
they forge, all their creatures get exhausted. That's that seems really powerful. It can only trigger twice that matter, so there's that. All right, the chosen one, and so so much of of we see here the you know, the way that the Aquans want to control is by exhausting all the time. It, so the chosen one is a nine power aquan that says instead of readying creatures they control during their ready creature step, your opponent deals one damage to the chosen one for each exhausted card they control. So if they have, uh, let's say they have, you know, three exhausted cards, uh, they those three cards stay exhausted and the chosen one takes three damage. Um, yeah, that could get that could get pretty crazy. If your opponent has 12 creatures, then uh, they would all stay exhausted and Chosen will get 12 damage, which would kill her. So, um, just stuff there. Okay. Then, Balukanth uh, is back, we think, back from Worlds Collide. So, it's a six-power Aquan. Uh, it showed up as an anomaly in Worlds Collide, so you could get it in any house, but it was very, very rare. Uh, Valukanth is a six-power Aquan that says while the tide is low, Valukanth cannot be used. <sighs> so you really are going to want to have the, the tide high for this one. And it has a really strong effect. Fight, reap, exhaust an enemy creature and each of its neighbors. Eesh. Exhausting three creatures is good. Abyssal Zealot is a four-power... Uh, is a four power Aquan, and after you raise the tide, it'll capture two. And after your opponent raises the tide, you move two from it to the common supply. Now that's interesting because your tide comes to you, it's capturing, but when the tide leaves, it's not that your opponent gets back, amber evaporates. That seems actually like pretty good. Protect this thing, and uh, your opponent bad position care about where the tide is. Uh, all right, Kiri Guiltspine is a three-power Aquan with Elusive, and it says after an enemy creeps, not ready during its controller's next ready card step. That's going to be a tough one to remember and keep track of. So, yeah. And I guess it'll kind of matter. I would say, I would imagine that if your opponent, ha if your opponent has three creatures that they reap with, and Kiri Gilspine says they don't, they, they don't unexhaust. Chosen one doesn't, then they wouldn't, they wouldn't unexhaust anyway. They wouldn't ready any. But uh, good rules question. Okay. Sleep with the fishes is an action with the bonus amber. It says destroy each exhausted creature. That's pretty strong if you're always exhausting your opponent's stuff. Uh, Hookmaster is a four-power Aquan with one armor, and it has fight if the tide is high, your opponent loses. Hmm. Pretty good. And then we have, uh, we think something like Photic Raider, um, which Photic refer to light. Um... Photic Raider is a two-power Aquan with play capture two, but it says that if the tide is high, it gets plus four power. Seabringer Kikoa is a seven-power beast with 
haunt and destroyed raise the tide and it's a it's common so you got a common seven power taunter with a pretty good effect there sink or swim is an action it uh when you play it you either you choose one you either your, your opponent discards a random card from their hand or you exhaust a creature in each well, that doesn't seem like a hard choice to me second option seems better most of the time uh storm surge we think uh is an action that says play your opponent cannot ready cards during the ready card step on their next turn and just more uh readiness hate here that seems pretty strong all right that's it for the unfathomable so let's uh just blitz through the untamed here really quick and then we'll be good so amberfin shark is uh uh let's see a three the good version is a three power beast when you play it you give it three plus one power counters and then at the end of your turn you remove one of them if you do each player gains an amber so essentially six here or three rather you can each gain three which good but once it's on the board really it's just a uh power body or six power right away but it gets smaller uh amber fin shark the evil twin version is a also a beast and it says something like at the end of your turn each player something something give amber fin shark something something counter for each amber lost this way so i'm guessing it's something like each player loses an amber and then you uh the creature grows as a result. That's my guess at what's happening there. Uh, Chelonia is a two-power beast and witch with elusive, and it says if the tide is high after you play another creature, your opponent loses amber. So that's kind of oh, this is an evil twin version too, by the way. That seems almost like a yeah, like an opposite version of say hunting. Uh, Old Patty, the good version, is a five-power beast and fisher. With Reap, discard the bottom card of your deck. If the bottom three cards, or the bottom three cards instead of the tide is high, play each creature discarded this way, one at a time. Uh, Old Patty, the evil twin version, is also a beast and fisher and five power, but it has Reap, discard the bottom card of your opponent's deck, or the top three cards instead of the tide is high. Destroy a creature that shares a house with one of the shared cards. Uh, so old patty really is about accelerating the good version is about accelerating your state the evil about slowing down your opponents conquers is back from uh from mass mutation um, is what he is the mysticetti is an artifact it's a beast and it's a ship uh, and the artwork is really clear. it looks like the ship is actually part whale or something but uh it has action exhaust one or more friendly untamed creatures you do give the Mysticeti three plus one power counters for each creature exhausted this way. You move it anywhere in your battle line as a creature with zero power and taunt. So uh, pretty interesting there, um, where it goes from the artifact line up to some part of the board. Um, and uh, we're getting... In power counters and, do, and doing stuff. I guess having a big creature with taunt could be worth doing that. Um, 
oftentimes I probably would just call it. Yeah, this is definitely not. All right, and the last one here, uh, and this I love is just such a great pun, is cross purposes. Uh, if English isn't your first language, um, or even if you're just young, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's not everybody knows. Cross can mean angry or upset. So, uh, joke here. Porpoises. Cross. So, uh, anyway, cross porpoises is, uh, and the cross purpose. We're at cross purpose. Uh, okay, so cross porpoises is an action with a bonus amber. And it says play raise the tide there's another one of those uh raise the tide cards this one's an uncommon though and then it says to enrage two creatures which very nice you're really going to mess with your opponent's state by playing this card so cool um all right so that was all the spoilers that we have to date for dark tidings uh, i hope you enjoyed i hope you're also looking forward like i am to the actual set release i hear it's going to be march 12th um, Although, you know, always take a grain of salt, but I am for both. So thanks everybody for watching and uh, good an opportunity to find a friend and forge some.